ask you to pause just one minute? This podcast is explicit, and that means we're kind of overzealous with words like butthole and other things that are a little bit more colorful. So if you got kids running around, if maybe your mom's easy to offend, I'm going to ask you to put your earbuds in so that only people who want to hear these sorts of stories hear these sorts of stories. Thanks so much for your consideration. Let's go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous. Get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there. I am sexual folklorist Dixie Delator, and you are listening to the Body Storytelling Podcast. True stories of sexual adventure that started in San Francisco, and if I had my way, they'd be going all over the world. Wouldn't that be great? You and me meeting face to face. You're going to get to hear a story from our Seattle body storytelling on this episode. But before we get to that, This podcast episode is brought to you by Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to support the projects that you want to see out there in the world, like the Body Storytelling Podcast. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash body, you know how to spell body, and support us at whatever level you can. And I really need your help to make sure I can keep turning these things out week after week. I'm also going to ask your opinion. I'm thinking about adding a level of Patreon support. That would be us working on stories. If you know me, you know I love to story coach people and help them find a way to tell the story that feels good. Maybe you're dreaming of being on stage. Maybe you like to regale people with your pervy adventures at parties. But I'm considering doing a level where we have an ongoing story school, sort of like a workshop, except we do it live together. If you're interested in that, let me know because I'd like to know if it's something that you want. You can email me at dixie at bodystorytelling.com and let me know what you think of the idea. Maybe you have another idea for a Patreon reward. I'd love to know what you would like for us to create together. And Patreon is going to be how it happens. So go to patreon.com slash body and let's find a way to work together. Thank you in advance for your help and support. It really means so much. You might know that one of my favorite things in the world is to find people who have the same fucked up sense of storytelling that I do. That sense of adventure that says, oh my God, that's a terrible idea. Let's find out what happens next. And that's the storyteller for this episode. She was somebody who started in dramatic theater. And after getting feedback like, you make people intensely uncomfortable. And, you know, this production was meant to be seen by families she made the switch to stand-up comedy. 
She is a fantastic storyteller as well as a fantastic comedian. She has performed in Seattle, where I've had her on my stage. She's been at the Moth Grand Slam in Seattle. She's performed at Bumbershoot. And she's performed a number of times at Body Storytelling. I particularly love this story. Our storyteller this time is Claire Weber. He looked like the kind of guy that was going to ruin my life. (laughs) He looked like the kind of guy that was going to ask to not use a condom, and then you go, okay. (laughs) Uh, He looked like the kind of guy that the next morning he was going to steal all of the drugs out of your prescription cabinet. (laughs) But like, not even the fun ones, like your Lipitor. Like, he was just gonna take it. Like, he looks like the kind of guy that, like, thought blue balls was a thing. But, like, he was so hot he could get away with it. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I was looking in a mirror, and this guy was me. (laughs) Hi. My name's Claire, and I have incredibly severe ADD. Uh, I went to the Evergreen State College, and... Oh boy, how many of y'all graduated? Uh, I got a BA and BS. Like, no, I took classes in uh, botany, pottery, and parties. Like, effectively, I just went to parties at Evergreen. That was my thing. And like, you guys know, Evergreen, it's just like a bunch of art kids in a school with no grades thrown into the woods. Like, we party. But I have the kind of ADD that I got bored going to parties. So I had to make my own fun. Yeah, uh, Kegger in the woods, Mm mm-mm, it's a masquerade ball now. Oh, going away party for an old friend? Guess what? It's toga night! Uh, Nice night in, drinking wine with the girls. Strip poker, ladies! Like, I get bored. And like, eventually, my kind of boredom, I would get so bored that I got bored making my own fun. So I had to up the ante. So I lied to my friends. I told them that I was gonna stay in. I didn't say I was gonna study because they know I'd be lying. Uh, So I said I was gonna watch Fight Club and do gravity bongs out of my dorm window. Because I did that. Uh, But my good friend Chelsea, she almost called my bluff. uh, Because Chelsea Chelsea knew me. She lived in the dorm above me. We had a a class together called Living in the Sacred Garden. And who boy do I wish I could live in Chelsea's garden. Because, god damn. She was like that artistic girl, the one that you can't obtain, but she'd do little things like kiss the back of your neck while you're dancing. Chelsea, god... She looked like, she looked like a Rothko painting made into a girl with double A tits. Like, 
Chelsea, her mom was Korean, her dad was the 2008 Armani collection. <laughs> like, and Chelsea, her boyfriend, her boyfriend Luke, he was just gorgeous. He was this tall, lanky, blonde, hair down to here. He, lo like, he looked like a DJ who sold coke. Sorry, he was a DJ that sold coke. Uh, but the hardest thing about my friendship with Chelsea is that she was way smarter than me and she wouldn't sleep with me. Because, uh, like, I'd already, she was smart though, like, I'd already made a reputation. Like, my first day of college, I was like, I'm gonna sleep with everyone on my dorm floor. And I did it. Like, I. <laughs> like, like, I don't make good choices, and Chelsea did. <laughs> Fuck her, sorry. Uh, but eventually, like, I started doing my, uh, my gravity bong out of the window, so my friends knew I was staying in. So they started making their way out, and uh, I decided it was time to enact my plan. <laughs> and like all great plans, it started with me trimming off a piece of hair and gluing it to my face. <laughs> Cause I was gonna be a boy tonight. <sighs> oh boy, yeah, I brushed out my eyebrows and made them real thick. I contoured my face and glowered into the mirror. And I started feeling like a bad little man. <sighs> like, I'd already stolen a whole bunch of clothes from the laundry room, so I had... <laughs> So I had a selection of men's outfits to try on. <laughs> so like, the button-up, I looked too dorky, didn't like it. The big thug t-shirt, mm-mm. On me, I was swimming in it. But that tight little muscle tee in my own black skinny jeans, ooh. Ooh, I looked like an emo boy. <laughs> Like, I looked like a guy that catfished girls on MySpace. <laughs> I looked like somebody that broke my heart in middle school. <laughs> and I named him Leo. <laughs> and Leo needed a cock. So I, I went through my typical stuff. I, uh, I rolled up some socks. I wasn't feeling that. I tried filling a condom with water. Not a good idea. Mm -mm. No, sir. S standard dildo, that's not comfortable. And it doesn't look real. Uh, but like I said, I have really severe ADD, so I had a wide selection of squishy, fidgety toys to kind of peruse through. And uh, then my eye settled on, I think you'd call it a, a, a water wiggly. <laughs> One of those things that slide through your hands and I shoved it down my pants and I went to a party. <laughs> uh, Leo, Leo caught the eye of a girl when I walked into this party. It was like a, like a post-apocalyptic leave it to beaver kind of situation. Like only teenage delinquents survived. There was a keg by a sectional. And uh, I made eye contact with this young lady and I said, hey, can I buy you a drink? 
And she goes, no, there's a keg. But then she touched my arm. And I said, hey, want to get a beer? She said, no, let's dance. And we got on the dance floor, and almost immediately, she moved my hands up her skirt to toy with the elastic on her panties. Holy shit. (laughs) Leo's hot. (laughs) Uh, But then I saw Chelsea and Luke dancing, and she made eye contact with me, and I made eye contact with her, and her eyes got real wide. So I moved my way over to her. And her boyfriend, Luke, moved behind me. And I slid a leg between her legs. And she leaned in and said, hey, what's your name? And then she pulled back and winked. (laughs) And I said, it's Leo, and she winked back. And Luke started grinding on me, and I started grinding on them. And if you guys are a couple that have threesomes, they had the conversation. Like, you know that conversation, the... (laughs) (laughs) And she said, hey, Leo, want to get out of here? And I said, yeah. (laughs) We started making our way back to the dorm, and we pass my dorm and start moving up the stairs to get to her floor, and we pause. She's standing on a stair above me, and Luke's standing below me. And I turn, and I grab Luke's face, and I mash it into my crotch. And Chelsea says, that's a nice cock you have there. And I say, yeah, I got it at the dollar store. We make it back to our dorm room, and three people is too many for a twin bed, so we are a sprawling, making-out mass on the floor. She hikes up her jean skirt, and goddamn it, like the good evergreen girl she is, it's just full, beautiful, silky bush. God, no, just like the Sargasso Sea, just dripping wet, black depths. And Luke is sitting there next to her with his fat, pale cock just jerking off, and I dive right in, and I wish I had a cock. Like, guys, I wish I had a cock in this moment. But, like, I make do with my palm against her, and she's moaning, and I'm nibbling her cunt and just digging in. And she says, I can't wait to tell Claire about this. (laughs) Shit. Chelsea reaches to undo my fly, and in this moment, I've got my hand in her cunt, and Luke is just mashing his beautiful penis against his hand, and she undoes my fly, and I want my erection to spring out, (laughs) and my water wiggly falls (laughs) with a fat, wet splat on the floor. Just glitter bobbing. (laughs) And we're all laughing. (laughs) But Chelsea keeps pulling down my pants. (laughs) 
and says, Claire's gonna hear about this. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I'd take it to pet shows and teach it to stay I'd stuff it in turkeys on Thanksgiving Day We have never asserted that a water snake toy is a sex toy Water penis I really want one Water wiggle If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that meeting people face-to-face is my most favorite thing. So I'm going to tell you about some upcoming live body storytelling shows and a chance for us to meet face-to-face on Wednesday, November 14th. Hey, if you're listening to the episode as it comes out, that's pretty much today. I am doing a collaboration show with the Risk Podcast in Brooklyn. Kevin Allison and I love to do these shows. We only get to do them once, maybe twice a year at best. And it's been over a year since I've been in Brooklyn. So go to the website. Tickets are at risk-show.com. And if they're sold out online, there's a chance there may be some sold at the door. Tickets are selling really fast. So I'm not sure where we are with tickets, but I'd love to have you at this show. On December 6th in Seattle at the Rebar Seattle, the theme of the night is Naughty Bits. And you can pitch me Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com. I'm still taking story pitches for that one. I'm also taking story pitches for In San Francisco on December 13th. San Francisco's theme for December is Happy Endings. So that's so much holiday. Maybe you have a holiday story. Maybe you have a thing for Santa. I kind of have a thing for Santa. Any of those things would apply or just stories that have naughty bits or happy endings. Lots of territory there. Send me your story pitch by recording yourself. Voice memo on your phone works great. Just tell it to me. Don't freak out. And then upload it and send it to Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com. I want to hear your voice. I want to get a feel for you. I want to work with you and coach you to get you on stage. It will change your life. Whether you're sitting in the audience or whether you're up on the stage, you can get tickets at BodyStorytelling.com. And I hope to see you at a live show soon. Today, my podcast producer, Marty, and I were talking about Claire's story and about how much we admire her sense of adventure and daring do. And he said that he thought this song was an interesting pairing with her story. This song is from Suzanne Vega. And Claire, if you're listening, this one's for you. Good girl, 
to thank the team that makes these podcast episodes possible. To David Grossoff, our sound engineer. Joe Moore, our video person and archivist. Dana Hanna, our project manager. Marty Garcia, my podcast producer. And I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen, for telling your friends about the Body Storytelling Podcast, for subscribing, for rating, for reviewing us. I'd love to read your reviews. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and I'll be back really soon with the next episode of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Here's a peek at what's next. I hear Orgy Dome is really strict about single guys. Um, how many guys can one woman bring? <laughs> and Kim just laughs and says, I dare them to tell me that I can't handle three guys at once. <laughs>